Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast, Through Her Lens Podcast. I know that I have basically abandoned this and I feel so bad about it, but this episode is going to explain everything and just take care of any questions you guys might have had, um, especially the big one, which was, is the podcast over? Like, is that it? Is that all we get? She kind of just left us and said nothing. Um, that was not my intended plan. What I really wanted to do was continue this podcast until around like September 17th-ish, around then, and then cut it and take a break for like a month, get together some new guests, record some episodes, have some really cool stuff coming out for you, and then I could just release them throughout the month of December so that I could have like so much stuff just like backlogged. But that didn't really work out because... I ended up moving into my apartment and then starting school and then I was also trying to work on my passion project for a short film that I wrote and I was just doing way too many things and this podcast took a very, very, very backseat to all of that chaos that I was trying to do. If you know me personally, you know that I tend to try to do a lot of things all at once and I'm always advised against doing that, but I just, I can't help myself. So yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about in today's podcast episode is just updates. And then um, I want to talk a little bit about my short film that I'm working on because I'm in pre-production for that now. And I feel like I don't talk about myself enough on this podcast for a while. I felt that I had to keep getting guests and keep talking to them to get people to listen and enjoy the show. And then I realized like the description and the whole purpose of this podcast is to document my film journey and things that I've learned along the way, not just other people's journeys, even though I do enjoy talking to other people in film, especially people that are young and female, but that's not the whole point. I have them in here just so that I can highlight those voices and highlight their journeys as well alongside mine. So I kind of want to get back to the whole premise of this, which is my journey. And by doing so, I'm going to just talk about my short film and the pre-production process with that, which I think you guys will really enjoy because I'm honestly really enjoying it. So without further ado, let's just get into my life updates and this whole podcast episode. This might be a long one, so grab a snack if you guys want, and let's just get started. Okay, so life updates. Let's roll those super quickly so we can get on with this podcast. Um, Life updates in my life right now currently I am in my apartment. I'm sitting in my room in my apartment, which is crazy because for the past month that I had the key to the apartment in July, I would always like come here for like a couple hours and just kind of like unpack some boxes and clean things and that's about it. And then I would leave. I'd go back home with my parents. The first night that I stayed here, I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm staying here. Like I I live here. I, I live here. That was really weird. Um... And now my fridge is getting more stocked with food, so it's like feeling a lot more homey. I haven't gotten too much more furniture from what I previously owned just because I'm still currently looking for a job out here, but I like the way things are going. I like the way that um, my apartment's set up with the furniture that I did have. I recently got my TV mounted because in my last apartment, I couldn't mount my TV because there was only one stud. And that's a lot more complicated to mount than if there's multiple studs. So I just kept my TV like on a TV stand. But in this new apartment, there's not as much room to have a TV stand. So mounting was like the only option I had. 
So I got my TV mounted, which took a lot of tries. I had three various guy friends try to mount this TV. The first time we tried to do it, we forgot a drill. The second time, I got a drill from my mom, but she only had one bit because basically the drill used to be my uncle's and he left it at our house and my mom was like, screw it, he hasn't asked for it back, so we're keeping it. But he only had the one drill bit in there, so we really only can use that unless we buy more drill bits. So the second time, I had a different guy friend try and do it and he's like, yeah, I can't, like the anchors for this are ridiculously huge and this drill bit is not big enough for this at all. The third time, I had a guy friend who's mounted TV mounts like a million times, and he was like, I have all the tools, however, comma, this anchor is like dumb thick, so I'm going to do something very unorthodox, but I'm make it look nice. And so he did, and now my TV is mounted, and I'm obsessed with it. I have it mounted kind of high up on my wall so that I can put like a little console table to hold the box and maybe some cute little decorations. I don't know, but I'm very excited about it. So that is how my apartment is going. I'm still like making mood boards and things like that for each room and the color schemes. And I'm very excited about it. This is all very fun. And I'm wanting to rush and get everything done right away, but also trying to enjoy the process of like creating a home, making this feel like it's my place. Because in my last apartment, it really didn't feel like my place. So I never really decorated. Like I put furniture in there because I had to and maybe one or two small decorations, but we didn't really take our time like planning out each room because for some reason, it just always felt temporary to me. It didn't feel like I was gonna live there forever. As for like this place, when I signed the lease here, I was like, dude, I wanna live here forever. Like I signed the lease for a year and right as I was signing it, I was like, I'm probably gonna keep this for a couple of years, even after I graduate from college. Like I really like this apartment and I wanna keep it. So that's where I'm at with my living situation. It's very fun. Um, I'm working on my passion project, which we're going to talk a little bit more. I'm also enjoying college life now that we are kind of in person. I've met a couple people in my department that I've only seen online, and so that was really fun. I met a professor that I had only seen online, and I was just like, dude, you look like you're 12. So do I, but like, he really looks like he's 12, and I think he's like 30, and he has a son, like a one-year-old son, and it's so weird. So, I don't know. It's been really fun. Life's been really good. I've been doing really well mentally and everything because this semester I've taken my time and I only am taking two classes because I really don't have that many classes to take because I already took all my gen eds in community college and even some classes for my minor I took at community college so I really only have my film classes. But after last semester where I was super overwhelmed and super stressed and not doing well mentally, I decided that this semester I was going to just take less classes Whereas I find that a lot of art students this semester and just all students in general are taking a gap year slash gap semester, which I don't disagree with. If you're thinking about that from last year because just college was so hard for you, if you really don't want to take a gap year or a gap semester, I really recommend just cutting a couple classes. Take a few classes that are essential. Like I took classes that were only offered in the fall. So that's what I did. But Try and take as many classes as you can handle. Don't try to load your schedule up just for the sake of doing it and trying to graduate on time because it's not good for you mentally. Do what you can handle. And what you can handle might be different from somebody else because I know for me, I had a friend that she took like eight classes. Not exactly, but like she took a lot of classes, like a full load, like 18 credits worth. And she was working two jobs and she was also like an actress. So she was doing like shows for our school and stuff like that. And just this girl wasn't sleeping. Like 
at all. But she made straight A's and that was what she could manage for the most part. I, however, cannot manage that. I was struggling with like four classes. Granted, they were art classes, so they're a lot more like intense and a lot more work. But still, I was struggling with that. So when I noticed that and I evaluated that I wasn't doing that great with four classes, I was like, let me just cut down to two. And then let me try and eliminate other stresses. And I'm doing a lot better now. I'm very happy. Life is going very well. So that is a life update for you guys. Um, Circling back to my passion project, because now I really want to talk about that. And I'm really excited. I know I've mentioned it a million times and y'all are like, oh my God, please get on with it. Okay, so the short film, The Passion Project, the thing that I've been talking about for the past, like, seven minutes. Anyway, um, that thing. I'm really excited about this passion project because I've written many short films, but I rarely ever share them with anybody. And so this is, like, one of the first short films that I really wanted to share with people and I was really excited about. And the feedback has been great. So first things first, let me tell you what this short film is about. It is two main characters named Axel and Luca, and they are a couple, and we basically are going through their love story from each of their perspectives. So you first start off with Luca's perspective and how she has to deal with being in a healthy relationship for the first time after being hurt so many times because she's become so independent and hasn't had to rely on anybody. And so you see her trying to deal with um, Axel and his love and his kindness and all the healthy things she's not used to and then on the other hand you will see axel's point of view on how he's dealing with dating somebody who has been hurt so many times and has some past trauma from her relationships and how he's trying to help her get through that without taking it too personally Anyway, um, I showed this script to my two friends, Ralph and Carolyn, and they are dating, obviously. Well, not obviously, because y'all don't know them, but I do. But they're dating, and I showed it to them, and I was like, hey, I really want you guys to be in this. I've worked with them before, and I honestly love working with couples because automatic chemistry, they're already dating. Like, you don't have to act that. Like, you don't have to fake it or anything. They're already dating. So showed it to them. They read it like the same night that I sent it to them, and they texted me and were like, oh my God, we relate to this so much like how did you how did you do that like I remember them talking to me and they were just like these are things that we would actually say to each other how did you mimic our relationship and I was like y'all aren't the first couple to tell me that I've also had my friends Kylie and Cedar when I wrote another short film they basically said a very similar thing where they're like how did you mimic our relationship and I was like I don't know I, I really don't know, but they were so in love with the script and they were like, yes, we want to do it. We want to be on board with this. We had our first table read a week or two ago and that was really fun because I was like, hey, like if you, how do I say this? If you ever work with me as like a writer, I'm very much so like, I like other feedback from other people and I like other people's opinions to an extent. So when I was doing the table read, I was like, hey, I want you guys to know if there's anything that you wouldn't say or you want to rephrase something, let me know. Like stop me, stop the table read, we'll talk about it and I might even change the script. So that happened a couple times throughout the table read and I enjoyed it. Like I loved their commentary. I loved their changes and so I incorporated a few of them into the script so now we have this second version that I've edited 
and I'm excited about and they're excited about. And then we're talking color schemes and costumes and other casting because there's a couple other like side characters in here that I need to cast for. And it was just really, really fun. So that was the first table read. And then, um, oh, I didn't even tell you guys like how I came up with the idea for the script. I'm so sorry. I'm so scatterbrained today. But um, the script idea came from basically all of my script ideas come from like real life situations. So I've been in previous relationships and I had met somebody that was actually very healthy and I did not know how to like take that love from them. I'm no longer talking to this person because it didn't work out, but it is what it is. And I'm very happy for the lesson because they showed me how to accept love and how it feels to be in a healthy relationship. But um, yeah, so I'm very happy about that. But I took that experience and I made it into a script because that experience made me feel something. And my whole point of writing and being in film slash television is to make other people feel things. So when I had that strong feeling, I immediately created this story, Luca and Axel. And just to hear that another couple was like, I relate to this. This makes me like feel really happy that somebody else understands our relationship. Like that made me so happy. Anyway, that was the concept and how I got to the script. So anyway, back to the table read. After the table read, I um, took down all of their like notes and everything. And I just recently, like last night actually, put in those edits and sent them out to the cinematographer that I reached out to. His name is Christian. We go to school together and his work is great. I will have to like tag him down below so that way you guys can like watch his other stuff and just like follow him and tell him that he's great because he is. But yeah, we go to school together and he was recommended to me by another classmate and um, yeah, I DM'd him and I was like, hey, Christian, I have this script that I really want to make into a short film. I was wondering if you'd want to be the cinematographer on it. And he reaches back out to me and he's just like, oh my God, hi, Bryce. How are you? Yes, I would love to. What is it about? And I tell him and he's like, oh my God, yes, a love story. This is great. Here's the thing. I always get scared of like sharing my love stories with people because I feel like most of the cinema kids like really weird shit. Like they're into... If you ever watch Sorry to Bother You, they're into weird shit like that, I feel like, or they just like comedy slash like things that I'm not necessarily like that into. I don't write that. I write a lot of like romance films. And when I say romance, I mean like old 2000s, 90s kind of romance films, like Notting Hill kind of stuff. I'm into that. I'm, I'm into that. I'm that person. I'm sorry. I'm cheesy. I'm corny, but I love love and it's what I like to write about the most. So I always get nervous to share things with my classmates because I feel like they're not going to like it or they're going to find it boring. But when I shared it with Christian, this man wrote me a whole essay at like 4 a.m. And he he prefaced, he's like, hey, I'm so sorry to blow up your phone at like four o'clock in the morning, but like, I need to tell you about this script because I think it's amazing. This man tells me that it is beautiful and that the concept was brilliant and he is so excited to work on it and everything like that. And I'm just like, I'm crying because I'm reading all these paragraphs and I'm crying because I always am so self-conscious about sharing my work and thinking people are going to think it's boring or I could have done something better. But no, like this man was like, this is genius. Like, this is great. He had a couple of notes for me and I think that he's completely right. So I'm in the process of making the next round of edits, which will be version three of the script, which I'm very used to. If you are interested in screenwriting, please know that you're going to make multiple variations of your script. You're going to edit it multiple times. So be prepared for that. But I think that it's fun. I enjoy editing. But yeah, so I was very happy to wake up to that this morning. 
and to see that on my phone and I'm still looking at it to this like not to this day because obviously it happened today but I'm still looking at it constantly throughout the day because it makes me so happy and anyway um Christian was like we need to go location scouting like ASAP because I have like perfect places that we could like look at and um I think they're would be great for this film so he's excited it's another person excited actually about this like Christian's excited Ralph and Carolyn are excited. Everyone is excited about this. And that makes me excited because like I said, I feel like it's just me. So now that I have all this excitement, I probably will be more inclined to share more of my films. I'm also just more excited to put out a film finally because I felt like I wasn't putting out enough stuff. So recently I tried to make this short film over the summer uh, before I went back to school. And the issue with that was I was trying to rush and I think that is a terrible idea when you want to rush something because it might not come out as good as you want it to. So I'm kind of glad that it didn't work out because when I was trying to rush, I found a cinematographer. I didn't really know her that well, but she goes to school. She goes to the same school that I go to and I heard good things about her. And I was just like, hey, can we do this? And she's like, yeah. And I got some other people on board. And then like a week later, all of them canceled. All of them were like, I can't. I'm too busy. Or oh, I have this going on right now, so this just isn't going to work. And I was upset. I remember I was bawling my eyes out because I really wanted this made. And it just like flopped. So I put it away for a little bit. And then I recently was like, okay, you know what? Let's just reschedule this for like the fall. So I'll work over it. I'll work over it. I'll work on it over the next month or so and try and get everything nailed down because really it's only 18 pages, so it's not too difficult to shoot, but it does require a little bit of preparation. So with that being said, I'm now taking my time and I'm really happy that things didn't work out the first time because now I have um, the actors that I really wanted. I have a really good cinematographer that believes in like my vision and he's really trying his best to help me get that across and showcase that on the screen and I'm just so excited about that you think that I would learn to not rush things because I've done that before like just recently when I was trying to get my tv mounted my guy friend was like hey I can mount it tonight but I can only do it tonight and I was like shit I don't have my tv mount it's back at my parents place and I don't feel like driving an hour to go get it and then an hour back like it just wouldn't make any sense so I went out and I bought a tv mount and that tv mount was like fifty dollars mind you I also had to go to like two different stores to find that tv mount and again, it was $50. So like not that expensive, but I'm currently not working. So I try to not spend too much money. And now guess what? Like guess where that mount is? It's not on the wall because I ended up having to go back home anyway for something else. And I found the mount when I went home and then I brought it back up here just in case. I was like, oh, let me just bring it in case I get another TV or something and I want to mount it. Ended up having the second guy friend try to like, mount the tv and he's like i don't know how that other mount works aka the 50 dollars mount from best buy that i had to go get that night yeah he's like i can't mount that so we ended up using the mount that i already had and yeah it just it ended up being a waste of like time and money and i'm out of 50 dollars because i don't have the receipt anymore i can't return it and yeah i can probably sell it online or something but that just goes to show like you really should not rush things there is no reason to rush it just, it didn't make any sense and I'm kicking myself now for it. But yeah, so that is where I am with the passion project. I'm doing a lot of pre-production stuff and it's very exciting. I'm very happy and I cannot wait for this to come to fruition. If that's the proper word, I never know how to say that phrase. 
gosh, I am so stupid. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's where I'm at. I'm in pre-production. It's really fun. I'm enjoying it. And there's a lot more to pre-production that I realized I'm having to do. So I'm having to figure out like dates for shooting, making sure that every actor is good for this date, trying to figure out like the food, trying to figure out locations and then equipment and then other crew. And it's a lot. But I'm thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. And I just want everyone to know that. So I will most likely try to document this over the next couple podcast episodes because I have obviously missed like four, three or four at least episodes. And I will give you guys those episodes, I promise, because that's the person that I am. So over those next couple episodes that I owe you guys, I will be trying to update you more on the process of making a short film because that is very interesting to me and I know that many of you are probably trying to make your own short films so I'm going to do my best to document that and hope that this is some sort of like resource or tool for you when it comes to making your short films. For now I do have a couple of tips for anybody who is interested in making a short film if you've never made a short film before or if you're just curious what goes into this. Um, I'm going to try and give you the tips slash like things that I've learned in my experience of going through this. Um, first thing I want to say is this is my first like production that I've done on my own. I've made other short films before with just myself as the crew, like a one man kind of thing. And I do enjoy that. I think that it's fun. However, I really want to focus on just one role. So that's probably my first tip is if you have a short film idea, try to get other people to help you make it if you know other people that are interested in film or video or anything like that reach out to them it is so much more enjoyable when you're not trying to wear every single hat and do every single role and position you don't really get to focus and have fun with it because you're so worried about like 70 billion things i did that last semester and i forgot a whole shot because i was too focused on being the cinematographer and the script supervisor and just everything else that I shouldn't have had to have been because it was a one-man band kind of thing. So that is my first tip if you're making a short film. Please reach out to other people for help. Even if it's just your friends and you have to kind of like teach them how to do some of the roles, please do it. I think that it'd be really fun and it just takes a lot more pressure off of you as a filmmaker and you can focus on one role. So for with this, for well, English is hard. Slow down, Bryce. So for this short film... I really want to focus more so on the writing, just being the writer of it, and the director. I'm producing it for the most part, but I do have a little bit of help um, in that process because it is a lot. So for the most part, my main two like roles are writing and directing this, which I've said many times in this podcast that directing is one of those things that I don't like. It scares me because I feel like people are going to think that I'm a bitch on set, and so... I'm trying directing one more time, and I might like it this time. Who knows? I have great people that I'm working with, so maybe that'll give me some incentive to want to do this again. But yeah, so my one tip is just to try and help yourself by getting extra help and other helping hands. It's also just really fun having other people on set with you, and you can create memories and photos and behind the scenes, which I definitely intend to do with this short film. I want to document as much behind the scenes as I possibly can for you guys and just for myself. So yeah, that's my number one tip. Um, another tip that I have is when it comes to casting, try to get people that obviously 
will fit what you need. So I know when I wrote this that I really wanted like a diverse cast. I didn't necessarily like racially write in which character was going to be what, but I knew that I didn't want a bunch of white people. No offense to my white listeners. Love white people. They're great. Amazing. However, this is something that was personal to me and I'm not white. So I know I wanted a very diverse cast. So I got a mixture of different backgrounds. Um, My two main leads are, oh gosh, I believe, okay, I know that Carolyn is like Latina. Don't, don't question me or like, don't ask me like what specific kind. I'm so sorry. I should know. (laughs) And then um, Ralph is Asian, obviously. He makes so many jokes about it. He's hilarious. But yeah, um, I have those two are my mains and they are not the general background that you would see on screen. And then a couple of my supporting actors are also Latino and then Black. So I wanted diversity. So try and do casting like that. Um, That's really important. And you can cast your friends, but make sure that they take this very seriously because you want this executed in a certain kind of way. So I casted my friends in this because they had the look that I wanted, but I knew they were also going to take this very serious. So like when I sent them the script and we were talking about like table reads and stuff, they were like, okay, let's nail down a date right now. Like while we're on the, like while we're on FaceTime. I was like, bet, like, I I appreciate that. So while we were on FaceTime, we were going through our calendars and we were like marking down times for when we should do this. And I was making sure they didn't have any questions for me. I was trying to answer all their stuff and it was very professional. They were really committed to doing this for me and I really appreciate that. So try and get people that are really going to be committed to helping you get your vision um, portrayed across the screen as best as possible. Don't just cast your friends for the fun of it because sometimes working with your friends cannot be the best thing in the world. Sometimes it can. For me, it's worked out pretty well because I have great friends who are also interested in the arts and love this kind of stuff. So they take it very seriously. But I know some people will just see it as like a fun thing and it's just not going to be fun for you if you have to keep like getting your friends to act right the entire time. So cast people that are going to fit the role that you want and the look that you want. And also cast people that will take this serious because that really does matter. Um, my next thing, if you feel like you can't shoot your short film because you don't have the budget, understand that like there are ways to get around that. Shooting a short film does not need to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. It is very affordable to shoot if you have really good friends that are willing to help you. And um, as far as like feeding them, don't feed them pizza because that's actually really bad. You're not supposed to feed people pizza and like movie sets, but you can cook for people. Like I've cooked tacos. I've cooked French toast. I've done so many different things for people when it comes down to like my sets. So don't think that it's going to be super expensive. You can also use gear from other people. So like If you have a friend that's into photography or into cameras, they might already have a lot of the gear and they don't mind bringing that on. Um, Sound equipment actually isn't that expensive on Amazon. I have some lav mics that were like $20 each. Are they the best? No. But have I shot short films with them? Yeah. And do they sound okay? Yeah. So equipment can be kind of cheap. You don't have to get super expensive stuff. I know a person that recently just shot an entire music video on their iPhone and it looked pretty great. So don't really be too worried about that, especially if you're a college student and you are in film school currently. Use all the film equipment that the department will let you rent out. This is the time to do that. That is my exact plan. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. 
any other tips for people that are trying to make short films? Oh, when you're trying to make a short film, obviously don't rush. Really take your time and plan everything. And when I mean plan everything, try and like nail down the look. Like how do you want this to be shot? What kind of like theme are you going for? Do you want this to be warmer, cooler? When is it going to take place? What are the outfits going to look like? I'm a firm believer in like making mood boards of things because I'm a visual person. So for my short film, I have certain colors that are corresponding to each character because I like to play with color and color theory. So um, I'm going to do something kind of interesting with those colors at the end. And I really hope that people catch on to that because I like to put in little like setups and payoffs in my scripts which are very important which i just talked about in my tv pilot class and i knew exactly what he was talking about but anyway um i have a certain setup and payoff that's going to happen in this short film that involves color and it has my two main characters and their colors so i'm very excited about that but that's part of my look i knew that i wanted those colors to be in there so i've incorporated it into the character's clothing i've incorporated it into the editing as far as how that's going to look and how the shots are going to look so things like that, you really want to be very methodical when planning out your short film. You want to plan out what kind of outfits they're going to wear. You're going to want to plan out how many outfits they're going to need because you forget that sometimes. I remember I had a script that I was doing last semester that I was like, okay, this is going to take place over a course of a week. So I need X amount of outfits, even though we're shooting this in like a day. No one has to know that I shot this in a day if I just keep changing the actor's outfits. So you really want to like plan things out because the more that you plan out, the less you're going to have to stress about while you're on set. Um, trying to think any other tips off the top of my head that I can think about. Oh, I thought about it. Um, the final piece of advice that I have for you guys is in your first semester, if you're at film school, pay attention to who is interested in what. Because nine times out of 10, that's how you're going to find your cinematographer, your DP, your electrical, your whatever role. Because everyone usually express their interest if they know it, and you will see their skills within the first semester to the first year in film school. So keep record of who's doing what. Because it's very common for people that go to film school together to form like production teams and they tend to work with those people throughout their career. For example, Spike Lee has had the same, I believe, cinematographer since he went to film school in New York. Actually, no, they went to Howard together and then went to the same film school in New York. So they've been like ride or die for a long time. So that just goes to show that like, you really need to pay attention to who's doing what and try and formulate your team now. It's also very common for people who start like production companies after college or after film school their first employees or their first staff, their first team are usually people they went to film school with. So keep an eye on that and it'll make it a lot easier for you to find crew. Okay, just taking a very quick break from the episode to remind you guys, if you love this channel, channel, whoa, if you like this podcast and you wanna support me further outside of just listening, please feel free to donate to my Patreon. The link will be at the bottom in the description box of this podcast episode. Also, be sure to keep up with all things podcast and follow us on Instagram, which will also be linked in the description box. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Back to the episode. Okay, so before I like finally sign off of this podcast and 
end this episode, I just want to talk about for like a hot second what's going to happen within the next couple of episodes before we end for the season. I know it's really sad. I've been enjoying this a ton and I want to say thank you to all the guests that I've had on here. But um, for the next couple episodes, I'm going to be talking about just my process of filming this as much as I possibly can up to probably production stage and I'll come back next season and tell you more about that and then I'll also have more guests because I have a lot more lined up for next season as well as a very special guest that's very important to me so stay tuned for that um I'm gonna try and do more video of this podcast which I will offer on my patreon for a certain rate you can pay for that and you can see not only okay that doesn't make any sense Bryce but I'm about to say it does not make any sense so you can pay on my Patreon to see and listen to the podcast at the same time because I now have a spare room in my apartment that I'm redoing as a podcast room. So if you want to see me redoing the podcast room, follow me on my YouTube channel, which will be linked below, which I recently started over. So go follow that if you want to keep up with me when I'm on this break and see what I'm doing just through vlogs. And also if you want to see me do the podcast room, there is that. And yeah, that's pretty much the future of this podcast. I'm going to try and do video for my Patreon subscribers. So if you are not a member of my Patreon, go ahead and join that for next season. Also, if you are listening to this and you think that you would be an amazing guest, you want to be on this podcast, please reach out to me. My Instagram is down below. I love getting guests on this podcast. I love hearing their perspectives and all of the stories they've gone through. So yes, that is pretty much the future of this podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes and you're excited just as much as I am for season two of the podcast. And yeah, that's all that I have for you guys for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and come back next week, I promise, for another episode. All right, bye guys.